Hello and welcome to Side Dish, your podcast about Longmont, all the stuff you want to know and very little that you need to know. I am Eric Zempa. And I am Brady Steffel. And I'm Annie Larner. Hey, Annie and Brady. I always like, hey. I can never remember like your names. Our names. You know, who are you? Are. So who are you again? Um, this is like me. This is like me when I meet people. It's like, hi, good to meet you, so and so. Oh God, it's gone. Yeah. It's gone. Yeah. So uh, how was weekend? How was your Labor Day weekend? It was a long weekend. So oh, it was. It was very long. Got my. We got our weekend on hard. We did some swimming. We were out at a lake. At one point, we went oh. to Swalos. I went to Swalos. Nice. Got the Swalos punch. It was very punchy. I was very punchy from my punch. It was great. And they had a new dish there that was really good. These ahi wonton nachos. Highly recommend. Ooh, that sounds good. I oh, that. It was so go. good. I haven't been. I got to go. What? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, no. You yeah. need to go get your Swalos on. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. And it was just a long weekend, man. I was pooped by the end of it. I was ready to go back to work. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those days. Like, Labor Day was one of those days to get everything done, and I did. And I was like, okay, well, that was fun. I need another day. Yeah. <laughs> so we went to an event at Thompson Park. My parents are in town, and my dad found this. I guess he was driving by, and he, he found this. It was a it was a dog show. It was a Borzoi dog show. Where? Which is at Thompson Park. Oh, at Thompson. Yeah, oh, and that's your favorite a, part. A Bordelais, what? A Bordelais. What yeah, Bordelais. Bordelais. Um, <laughs> uh, no, Borzoi, which is a Russian wolfhound dog show. And uh, so it's is tall. that different than from the Irish wolfhounds? Yes, uh, similar in stature. Like the overall okay. body shape is similar. Very long snoot, yeah. long like like um, long fur, particularly in the, okay. the lower All half, right. and it's like like these little filaments of fur. And of yeah. course, it's like a dog show, and so they're like freshly groomed, and like it's this beautiful, <laughs> like floss of fur, just it's so soft. But there was, I don't know, thirty dogs, fifty dogs. I'm bad at numbers, but I can't even do basic math. I can't count to. I got you know fingers and toes. Can't estimate dog crowds. Hard, hard limit right there. But yeah, it was fun. They had a little pen, and there's a judge that had apparently just been in like New Zealand or or Australia or something, and had just been judging there and flew back. For this and like it was regional people came from wyoming i love eric's look right now eric's you know that, uh, that's what happens at car park all the time or collier park or yeah i mean there's like a a bourgeois dog show yeah, yeah. it was actually so we have my narrative about thompson park i it? i know i know your narrative of thompson park but we like i have two dogs and we talk to people and they're like they had other dogs and you know, these people have other dogs some were breeders and whatever but they're like oh yeah i've also i also have a mutt but i'm like yeah i have a brown mutt and a black mutt they're really friendly people. It was a fun Brown event. Butt. And they did the Very little thing. Technical term. Yeah, right. Uh, one's a thick chunk and the other one's sort of an aloof goon. And that's the thing. And they, But they did do the thing where they'll like hold by the lead. And they'd run in a circle and out and back. And they judge. It's like, best to show. Like, da, 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 da. So uh, we sat for like three hours at this dog show. Just like <laughs> hanging out in the shade. We had to move our chairs Folks, a bunch of times. we've discovered it. It's the thing that will get Brady out of the house. Yeah, it was, it was well, honestly a was found dog kind of show. <laughs> I just feel like your parents like just randomly drop in all the time. Like they're literally, I think they actually live in Longmont. You just tell us they live somewhere else because yeah, right. they're just magically here. <laughs> oh yeah, my parents are here. Like, wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so they're here through tomorrow morning and uh, yeah, we'll go out again. And we went to 300 Sons last night nice. and they have um, a thing made by Abbott and Wallace. I can't remember what it was, but it was heavy on the lavender. Mm. Oh, was it a gin? Was it the um, gin? It was some canned cocktail that they poured in a... Yeah. In a bar glass for me. Um, yeah, because really gin is it. pretty heavy lavender juniper. So. I, and I liked it. And Annie, yeah. what was the name of the gin that you mentioned last Spirit Hound. Spirit yeah. Hound. I found a different gin. And I'm going to – I'm bear back. I'm going to get it because it's a different one. I'll be right back. I found it's also extremely juniper forward <laughs> and was like, this is this must be the one. But I couldn't find oh, Spirit Oh, interesting. Yeah, this is really interesting because he's driving right now. No, I'm <laughs> um, he's not. Uh, yeah, yeah, Annie, I, I, well, Brady is going to get his – bottle of gin i do have to laugh that a few weeks ago brady gave a shout out to butter and then like last week you give a shout out to traffic so i feel like <laughs> i'm lacking and i've got to do some sort of shout, <laughs> out, to shout out something yeah. so what is cap it what's the rock. name cap rock cap rock Where's yeah it it would you it's like to Castle try rock? it on air for us brady it's not much left sure see how it is Wow, he's just going to chug it. Right from the bottle, moonshine yeah. style. Yeah. Let's see if he kind of gives a little head shake, you know? Yeah. That's what happens. That's right. Oh, wow. Straight right from the bottle. Going nice swig. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Bottoms up. Well, there's nothing left in here. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it is like you said, the other one was very juniper heavy. Yeah. 
And this one is very, very juniper heavy. I love it's, it, actually. To yeah, me, it's like, best. I thought it was almost like a menthol, like a Vicks kind of thing. If you have, and my wife's looking at me going like, what are you talking about? Okay, that's not a good flavor profile, so I'm not really into It the makes a really now. good gin and tonic. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I liked it. I thought it was really good. Wait, uh, where are they from? Shout out uh, to Caprock? Yeah, yeah Caprock, it's a Colorado organic gin handcrafted at Jackrabbit Hill Farm, wherever that's at. Pretty good. So, yeah, Doesn't it was another. Where? Maybe a county. I don't Colorado, know. Uh, I think you just south. sucked that bottle. Yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, just like Chuck Chuck. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Um, <laughs> Caprock Gin is made at the Peak Spirits Farm Distillery in Western Colorado's North Fork Valley. The essence, oh, nice. Nice. And the, like the, the, the label is That's not plenty very of juniper up there. Am I going yeah. to say rifle? The essence kind of, of craft. Yeah. It's either going to be the rifle version or like basalt version. The essence of basalt? craft farmed fruit blended with pure snow melt from the Cap Rock Formation. I a celebration on that. No of way. all the natural goodness of this magic place. So, uh, Hotchkiss, Colorado. Hotchkiss. Hotchkiss. Nice. Wow. Yeah. The label is actually, it's like a nice looking label, but the text is not. the. It's white on blue and it's not showing up. So anyway, I liked it. I thought, oh, nice. that doesn't sound like the right name that Annie had mentioned. I'm going to buy it no. anyway because Spirit Hum. It's like I'm Friday afternoon or something. Mine and, was actually um, local, but that's so pretty darn local. We'll try that. We'll try that sometime. Yeah, um, it's pretty cool. So. Can I? I have one quick buzz, and I'm yeah, sorry, it. I'm going out of order on the show because we have a guest, but this is going to segue. I promise. Okay. Uh, speaking of dogs, the dog mm. show. I saw a new dog wash that just went in in the most crazy place behind. I think it's called the Liquor Depot, and it's where that like train station. You know, it's at first in Maine. Mm-hmm. Nope, mm-hmm. second in Maine. Second yeah, in Maine. Second in Maine. At yep. that train station, like beer store, liquor store, right there in the back of that building. They've put in a little dog wash. I know, so random. Like the that back is, half of it. I mean, I I'm know, not one to say so random, but that is it's, that is I very know, like I a very like place. Light to... and wash my dog. <laughs> I know exactly. I mean, that's kind of a fancier liquor store, so I could see you with your like designer dog, grab a nice bottle, and then go get your dog washed or whatever. But yeah, and the reason the I, it segs into our guest, what? That the red liquor store? Yeah, the red. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that's a fancier one. I haven't been in there kind of in expensive. years. I don't know. They have it is a bit of, expensive. I will it's say It's a little that. bit okay. more. And they've got like nice wine. And I think it's good wine selection and stuff. But uh, next door to that is this building that I was looking at, which looks like the most like nondescript industrial building where Ross Monster Vans used to be. Yep. They've since moved and they're getting ready to sell this building. And this building, I learned, is super old and used to be Longmont's original carriage house. Huh? But it looks like this industrial building. It's like sort of painted black. And when you go inside of it, it's crazy because it has these beams, these wooden beams that are like yay thick with the slat and then you know pressed together and the, and listeners, the upstairs, she's holding her hands yay wide another classic eric like it's an oh official... and if you're wondering how wide how far apart her hands this are, is a unit of measurement apart. yay yeah. and it yeah. goes and they like bow or whatever but anyway next time you're driving down near second and main look to the west of the liquor depot at this like nondescript sort of charcoal colored Industrial building, Longmont's original carriage house, and it's very old. It was built in like late 19th century. You would never know. Very cool. Carriage house so also maybe Tony can tell us a little bit about that. Such a great, what's going on such, down there. Such it's a great cool. segue to our guest, which is oh, Tony yeah. Chagon from the city of Longmont. You are the redevelopment manager. And Tony, we had you on a gosh, a few months ago. I want to say it was almost a year ago, I would suspect. Um yeah, and uh, you know, it's really great because one of the great segues is all the development that's going on down in that part of Longmont in the sense of, you know, the regional transit station and the Kaufman development and maybe some other things that you got going on. So we're, we just love to have you on just to tell us about what's going on from your perspective in Longmont. Yeah. I'd like to kind of fill you in. Um, I know most of the activity is going on, but didn't realize there's a dog wash that went in. <laughs> Although I assume that would be a good attraction for when we bring apartments to the area, people with their dogs. Exactly. Would have wash them, it right? is. So, That's right. There's, yeah. there's like, there's literally two dog washes in like one block walking distance now of that, totally. of South the Main Station. South Main? Yeah. 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 It's I wonder what the yeah. dog population of those, that apartment complex is compared to people. Like, is it one-to-one? Yeah. I wonder. Maybe yeah. two. Yeah. I'll tell you right now, if, 
to the growth industries in retail, of course, anything associated with pets is like right. high up there. So the new yeah, bring kids. them on, bring those businesses <laughs> on. This is huge. So, so Tony, what's, uh, what's, what's happening in Longmont did, from your perspective? I mean, what do you, what do you like to have our listeners know about? <laughs> well, I mean, there's a lot of activity going on. Um, a lot of it is behind the scenes at this time. Uh, I'll tell you right now, apartment interest is still high out there. Uh, we have projects uh, out on the eastern edge of town. Uh, we have a project over off uh, Sugar Mill Road and 119th Street, which they're in the final phases of their preliminary plan, which uh, when they're underway, possibly early next year, first quarter next year, about 350 apartment units will be built in that particular location. Holy so God. that actually would be what we envision as the first initial phase of the Sugar Mill redevelopment. Of course, that does not touch the old historic buildings. We're still working on that particular project. Can you describe the exact location of that 350? Yeah, so uh, basically we're 3rd Avenue and uh, Highway 119, Ken Pratt Boulevard come together, yep. that intersection. It's oh, yeah, like, kind of the tip. Like there. they're sandwiched in that triangular parcel. Yeah. Whoa, interesting. Yeah. So, uh, and then there's a street there called 119th Street, not to be confused with Highway 119, <laughs> that actually uh, runs between the historic buildings and this particular parcel of land. Oh, so okay. you may have ventured to that street and just not known it because it really isn't signed well. And yeah, so if you're envisioning it, it's sort of like an arrowhead shape at the end, pointed toward right. the east. Yeah, and then that Sugar Mill Road almost drives to the tip of the arrowhead. Uh, yeah, except it, 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 it no longer goes into Third Avenue because mm -hmm. of the slope over there. When they built Third Avenue, they uh, basically had to abandon that section of the roadway. So, yeah, and you can get there indirectly. You have to go down Rogers Road and then interconnects with Sugar Mill. And believe it or not, actually, it gets quite a bit of traffic because people have figured out how to use it as cut through. Totally. I've used yeah, that one. I've done yeah. that one, too. It's kind of, yeah, it's a little unusual, I'd say. But. Yeah. <laughs> Um, down in the downtown area, uh, the next phases to the South Main Station apartments uh, is actually about to get underway. There's about 20 uh, townhouse style apartments that are being built uh, immediately to the uh, uh, east of Wibby Brewing. Oh, to Wibby. There's, a oh, wow, granary, nice. there's a granary building there. Granary that will building. Be preserved yeah. and will stay, but then that will be wrapped with these uh, new units. They have final permits to get underway on construction. Okay, very interesting. And that same developer then is also looking at the uh, opposite corner there to Wibby for about 250 more apartment units that uh, he's submitted the plans. And we anticipate he's trying to get underway on that project sometime early next year. So wow. right so there, bringing another 300 thereabout apartments. So that would be life. between first and second to the north of the... Of the dog wash that is on that side of the street. Well, it'll, it'll be off of Emory Street. Emory Street. Off of Emory Street. Emory. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and if you're not aware, they actually completed the uh, quiet zone crossing there at Emory. So that's. Oh, I was not completed. aware. Oh, I have a question. When are they going to do? Is is Main Street already a quiet zone? No. The Main Street crossing. When will that be a quiet zone? Well. They're all being sequenced right now. It's just a matter of getting the approval for BNSF and CDOT. Okay. And Main Street being CDOT territory, then it takes a little more time to get that oh, done. Oh, interesting. But you will notice that a median went in more recently. Yeah. That's one of the initial improvements that has to be done to make it a quiet zone. And then, Tony, really? is there, a, is there yeah. any possibility of a left turn lane if you're going south i know this is not really your purview but but if you're going you mean south on main street avenue? yeah um i'm or not second, quite second sure on the actual configuration it might be a little tight because the quiet zone really they try to avoid any backups across the tracks as a result yeah, yeah. And so that that's a possibility. I don't know the exact design on that street section. Yeah, right I just took that last night when we went to 300 Suns, and it's you, like 
Yeah, you either you stop down. in the middle yeah, of the road got, or you cross you got the a little track. Room to squeeze over, it right? It should be yeah. a no yeah. left. It should be yeah. a no left, like the rest of downtown. I don't understand why you can even take a left there. It's like so silly. It would be so hard to get the three hundred suns if you're if you're coming from north. Take be second horrible. and go around. <laughs> Just take second, plan yeah, and go around. You know, it's a great because like you do all of downtown. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm not cut across Kaufman across the rail tracks there first. The quiet zone rail tracks. There's there's there is a way to do it now. Yeah, there's definitely a way to do it now if you're going south because you can well, go over the tracks and then you sort of sit in the middle of the road like a lunatic yeah. but then at least you're out of the way of traffic oh, so you're crazy. not gonna get rear-ended. i can't believe that you're allowed yeah. to so, so annie was just asking she said really about the median and, and yeah the reason they put medians is there because they don't want cars cutting across lanes to weave in and out oh. of the traffic yep. or through the bars so they have to have these actual physical barriers of some ah, sort okay to restrict cool. that yeah. so it serves a beautification and a practical need right cool. right Yes. And I can tell you, the uh, uh, Downtown Development Authority, you know, LDDA, is really excited. They finally got the planter installed after all these years. <laughs> well, it gives it a continuity, which is yeah. really pretty cool. Right. So, yeah. 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 And Annie's um, going to shut down. We're not going to turn left for about four miles now. For yeah. all the streets now. Yeah. If you're coming from the north. No left on, no left on Main Street ever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then in the, the first domain project, uh, we are actually moving forward with that where... Uh, we have uh, the city is responsible for the land acquisitions, and we've actually sent out letters to all involved parties. And we've uh, city's actually secured under contract two of those properties, and we're due actually to close here in the next month on those two properties. Interesting. And then the remaining five properties, we anticipate within the next two to three months either securing them or actually closing on those. And then with that, we'll then be able to start with our design work on the roadway, Kaufman Street. And then also we will then likely go out uh, or po- I should say possibly go out and request for qualifications for a developer to work in partnership on the parking garage and a development around it. Interesting. Wow. And that we're looking at that maybe October, November that we would we would do that. Wow. So when do you guys expect to start the Kaufman corridor? Well, the construction itself is most probably going to start in the first quarter of 2024. Uh, we anticipate starting design either late this year or <laughs> early next year. And it's going to be about a 12-month process or thereabouts just to get the plans in order and approved. And so that puts us into the construction season of the uh, late spring of 24, effectively. Uh, we have to wait for the thaw and everything, of course. Right. And then what's what exactly are we planning for the first that first and main Avenue corridor? Well, the, our vision is to uh, bring forth a developer that'll build about 250 apartment units that would wrap this parking garage and bus station. So at ground level of this facility or this development would be a bus station that would be sheltered effectively from the elements. Okay. So we're really seeing, you want to make sure that there's enough places for dogs to live to support all of these dog washes <laughs> in the area. Yeah, the unfortunate thing, there's a lot of streets involved, so I don't know about the dogs, but what about the other critters that run across streets at certain times? Yeah, yeah because that's a lot. I mean, if you think, you take into consideration the South Main Station, which is already there, things on First Avenue, the additions to uh, South Main Station, and then potentially more coming, that's sort yeah. of slated, but not, sounds like it's not on a lock yet. That's a lot of units, like, Close yeah, to a thousand have, units. We envision within the next five years, uh, effectively about a, maybe a thousand more units being built in that area. A thousand wow. more. Wow. Yeah, because there's another project where we actually have a plan submittal, which will bring about 380 units, which is right off Boston Avenue to the Holy east of Main Street. Smokes. Yeah, so now, that's a that one's uh, that one's in its early stages of review. Yeah. But there's that project, and then again, the transit station, and then there's another project uh, just to the north of the cheese importers. Yep. There's that parking lot there where a developer has actually submitted a plan for about 150, 170 units on that side. Holy wow. smokes. And then the, that, the, one, that one's condos, right? Well, he, he, is pref- he would prefer to do condos, but the state law as it's presently written is restricting their ability to get financing to build these oh. things. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because what, what it requires is significant amounts of money for insurance. 
And so for them to absorb that cost, they would have to sell condos in excess of $500,000. That's a pretty high price point. And yeah. that's a high price point, particularly in this particular market. Right. Um, yeah. So I believe what he's looking at doing is building it to condo standards, but at least in the interim, possibly renting them out as apartment units. Okay. So that one maybe actually over. selling off blocks of them to investors as condos, but they most likely would rent them out. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. Huh. Um, Tony, I want to flip over to the west side on uh, your Hover and such, and obviously right. a lot of development going on behind the target <clears throat> with some housing projects and other things. Is there anything just to the north of that Home Depot and that area that is yeah, that's on a, the docket or anything like that? Yeah, actually, if you've seen all the construction going on over there, that's a housing project. Yep. Yep. It's called uh, Mountain Brook. Um, and uh, they are due to break ground on housing most probably uh, late this year, early ne- next year. Yeah. Uh, I believe it's about 250 single family for sale units. And I should say, when I say single family, I also talk about townhomes in conjunction with that. So it's either townhome <laughs> and or detached units. Yeah. And then future phases could incorporate additional townhomes or even apartments as part of that particular project there. And so that one's well underway. And we, again, yeah. anticipate you'll see the houses coming out of the ground. We also anticipate that the houses will sell rather quickly in that particular area. Yeah. Yeah, this is so, yeah. still a really yeah. tight market if you're looking at, yeah. I mean, I watch my neighborhood, but there's not much for sale. Yeah, yeah. and it's yeah. part of that project too. You may have heard about the Veterans Village. Yep. yep. That is actually part of that project, and they're underway in terms of getting their vertical construction on their little housing units, too. Absolutely. Habitat's got a project down there, too. And 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 that's a really cool project. I mean, it's uh, one of a kind for a community. And actually, it's the first one in Colorado that's actually done that as part of a new development. Yeah. Really cool. But there's no, like, commercial to the north of that Home Depot planned at all for right now? Well, well there, there's a plans on record here where it is uh, set for commercial. The present property owners have not moved forward with any kind of development at this time or any proposals to develop the property. Uh, effectively, it's padded out so they could sell off individual parcels to various types of prospective businesses, but they haven't had any success at this time. Um, I do believe, though, they have actually put the entire parcel on the market uh, for a prospective buyer. One of the big challenges on that particular piece of property is it's it's in the floodplain. And so they would actually have to remediate the floodplain, which is somewhat of a challenge at this time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Can you talk about the engineer core and what's going on with that floodplain work over at Isaac Walton and then just kind of in the reverse and what that is? Yeah, so we'll work back towards downtown along Boston. So there's a project uh, which is called Riverset that more recently the project or the land was annexed into the city. Uh, And so they will be moving forward with plans for development of that property into a combination, most probably townhome and multifamily project. Is that near Boston and Sunset? Yeah. That's at Sunset and Boston. Uh, and then there's a small commercial piece on the northeast corner, right on the corner, that they actually will be able to move forward with a little bit quicker than the other parcel, which is to the west. Because, again, that whole area is in a floodplain. That area, there is no funding at this time to make the improvements necessary to get that area out of the floodplain. So mm-hmm. right now it's incumbent on the developer to do it or to wait until the city can get a sufficient funding to do it. Is there any plans for any um, walking and biking infrastructure that kind of increase that? It's like part of Boston's not too bad, and then it's kind of, you know, it gets a bit shaky. Depends kind of where yeah. you're at through that area. Because they got all that development out, and then the greenway's there, and it'd be lovely to sort of tie things together without using a car. Yeah, well, I mean, along the uh, river or the creek, there is the bicycle facility. Um, sections have been opened up, but now they're going to be closing <laughs> sections down again for the next phase, which is what Annie was talking about. And that's where the Corps of Engineers will be coming in to uh, basically uh, rebuild the dam at the Isaac Walton Ponds. Yeah. That will then get most of that area out of the floodplain. And that's one of the big problems to development in that area right now is that the floodplain is going to be there for a couple more years. Uh, The Corps 
is working on plans. We anticipate they're going to be moving forward with construction most maybe in the spring, summer next year. Mm -hmm. That's what we anticipate. And it will be a core led project. So the city will have no direct involvement in the management of that project. However, the city will be working here shortly on a rebuilding the bridge on Boston that goes over the creek. And so with right that left hand, yes, they are going to have to build that in two, two phases so they can keep the road open. And so effectively they're going to have a one lane road, intermittent traffic in both directions to keep it open until they can get both sections completed. Yeah, that'll be See, a look snug at fit Annie, for a while. Annie provided that scoop to us. So that was awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. And so that there is out to bid right now. So again, that'll be a project that will be starting here relatively soon. We'll spray in the next few months. Wow. In that regard. And then just let you know, uh, there is development interest in that particular area in general. Um, the uh, LEDP, Longmont Economic Development Partnership, has taken the lead somewhat in uh, recruiting developers for project or projects in that area. And uh, the city is not, does not have an official planning effort underway for that particular area. Mm -hmm. However, there is a group of property owners that have been collectively meeting and talking about how they can spur development activity in that area there. It is, I've always thought that that was an interesting place and you could see it um, developing with businesses like Left Hand popping up there and it's like, okay, so you've got this, it's pretty prime for like that kind of new development, a new interesting area. Plus it's a pretty good pipe pipeline between the downtown. And then if you want to go to some of the other areas. Yeah. So what's going to happen uh, is the city is working right now to extend Boston Avenue across the rail tracks so that you would then be able to basically drive all the way from Martin on Boston all the way out to, I think it goes all the way out to airport. Oh, airport. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so um, the city, they're working on acquisitions right now to get across the tracks and they're working with BNSF to get an agreement to get an at-grade crossing. So it will involve another quiet zone would have to be built there. And of course, traffic would have to stop for any uh, rail traffic on the rail line. But that, with that connection, then what we will be able to do is tie the bus service uh, from the transit center at First and Main, down Boston, out to Hover, and then up Hover out to, to Boulder. And that's, that's really, the, that's, that's cool. the planned route for what they're calling the BRT service. Yeah, yeah which is really crazy cool. to think, like, I know that getting across town east to west can be four or five, six o'clock can be a, a pretty gummy mess. And so it'd be interesting to see what, what Boston will be if it's actually connects, because I could see a lot of people just going, well, I'm going this way. Mm -hmm. So then, and then you're kind of up to, I mean, realistically up to ninth after that, but yeah. We're already planning for signalization at Boston and main street and, and also at South Pratt Parkway and Boston. Wow. So we anticipate with that opening that a lot of traffic is going to divert that direction. Mm -hmm. I was talking to my, I was talking to my sister about this this week because we were, you know, all these years growing up in Longmont, you just never even go down the part of Boston that's basically between Pratt Parkway and Main Street. I mean, it's a very rare because you just don't use, there's no use for that. And even when you get past Pratt Parkway, you know, Boston carries on past to the west of Pratt Parkway, basically right as you come over the bridge and come down that way towards Shoes and Brews for those of you right. in that area. And it's just this part of Boston that you don't go on because, of course, it dead ends mm -hmm. basically when you get to the tracks. But there's all these industrial properties back there, mm -hmm. and it's on the river. It's really pretty. If you ride your bike, you kind of or walk along the walk. That's probably where you see it the most. But to think about driving from Maine to – that'll just be a whole different perspective. From a well, standpoint. yeah, I, you know, I think that's one of the things uh, with the improvement to Boston, you've got the enhancements, the trail enhancements along the creek, along all those properties, and it's proximity and accessibility to the downtown area is such that we feel in within the next several years, there's going to be even more heightened interest of persons want to pick up properties to either redevelop by scraping or even taking some of those existing buildings and converting them into a more viable use. Totally. So we're, we're kind of doing almost a rectangle. And like for anybody who doesn't care about that section of town, 
Ah, uh, go find a different podcast, I guess. But um, <laughs> finished, you're finished an RV anywhere. That section usually finds. Well, well no, but what I'm saying is like we've we've talked about Boston North, like all of that, and, and first, and then over there, and then, then, then but like, but south of first to Boston, and then like even further south there. I'm curious on Main Street there. Are there any plans? Because um, I'm trying to think of what's even there. There's. You mean between um, Maine and like Pratt Parkway? On Maine itself, and then oh, just north Maine. south. Yeah. So, yeah. so the first and Maine project would effectively take up half the block between First and Boston. Yep. But we will be hopefully talking to the property owners there about the possibility of looking at a project that would basically encapsulate the entire length of Main Street from First to Boston. Um, and then once we put Kaufman Street in <coughs> on the back side. We anticipate that'll put a little more pressure on those property owners, or I shouldn't say pressure, but at least some incentive on the property owners to think about selling their property because Mm -hmm. we anticipate their value then would escalate significantly. Yeah. And I don't like, I don't like, we need all kinds of businesses, but we have like a used car sailor, like dealership and it's an electrical parts store and um, kind of some of those where they would probably want. You know, cash out, right. and, move somewhere. Yeah, with, with and our intent is not to run off businesses, but right, we'll right, bring right. in the improvements. It it puts it in their ball court as to whether or not they think there's value in their land at that. Yeah, time. and then I so, mean, but if you're looking at, you know, is it where you want to use car sales place by what's now going to be like thirteen hundred apartments, or would mm-hmm. the offer just be too sweet for somebody saying, oh, we want to put more apartments, or like you know, some businesses here because there's just so many people now living in the area. Right. Just an interesting area because it's like all of first and then across the street over there, you've got all those apartments and it, there's just a lot. I would say yeah. within the next six, eight years, that whole area there is going to be changed. Yeah, totally different. Yeah. And it's going to be market driven because there's so much interest right now. People want to buy up their properties. Uh, one interesting thing about one of the reasons activity aid really hasn't taken off in that particular area was because of the floodplain issue. Mm-hmm. But uh, with the improvements that the city has already done to the, the Creek St. Vrain, uh, most of those properties have actually been removed based on the modeling. And so if that, if FEMA accepts those map modifications, then I think you're going to see a lot more movement more quick movement on development activity in that area there. Also, a lot wow. of those properties were re- restored or rebuilt who were actually flooded. So, I mean, I know some of these industrial properties along Boston mm-hmm. were, were basically new builds since the since the flood. So right. some of them are in pretty good shape. Yeah, no, there's a lot of buildings along that area really lend themselves to some other use. Redevelopment kind of or whatever. Modification of some and, sort. Aren't you guys doing, maybe describe how you're thinking about use and wanting to change some of what you're allowing for use in these areas to attract or to make it easier for maybe some residential, some mixed use in some of that area. Hmm. Is that is that well, correct, that understanding? Well, right now, the zoning is actually in place for most of the property to accommodate a I wide see. variety of uses. Actually, the zoning in place is more restrictive than some of the uses that are currently there. So in other words, outdoor storage. Yeah. The zoning actually does not permit that anymore, although they're allowed to continue that use until right. such time as they discontinue that use. So the zoning's in place, but we are working on our a plan right now that would um, actually look at possibly increasing the allowance for height on buildings in that area. Because believe it or not, we've actually had some developers ask, can I go up to eight stories instead of just four or five stories? And one reason being they'd like to get high enough to get good views of the mountains from that location. There. Right. Because it's the lowest part of the town down by the river, right? Right. And so um, that's possible. One modification we'll be looking at to encourage people to come build. Uh, there's actually a breaking point between wood construction and steel construction. So you don't go from five to six stories. You go from five to eight or nine stories because mm-hmm. of the cost factor. So you have to get more square footage or units out of the product to cover that additional cost. Huh. So that's why we're actually getting these developers saying, if I, if you want density and you give me the height, I'll really give it consideration because then I can go to steel construction and make it more financially viable. Wow. Interesting. Huh. interesting. That'll be the true test. That's for sure is to go up in height. That's for sure. Right. And, and we understand, you know, there's, we're not looking to have 
50 story skyscrapers or anything. I don't think no. that's really practicable in this market here. But uh, we do think there is some opportunity where it makes sense for some higher elevations on some of these products. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Tony, I know we we uh, we wanted to be mindful of your time, so I just wanted to say uh, thank you so oh, much. No, for no, no, wait, wait, wait! You were supposed to stop me at four thirty. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh no, I've that's, seen you. He I tells everybody that you guys yeah, didn't exactly. start till four ten. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've only seen you smile twice now. Like when we were first doing an intro, it was like, wow, this guy is like the worst audience ever. He's just sitting there frowning Stoic. at us. Like we're not funny at all. So I was contemplating this Thompson Park deal about dogs. <laughs> It's actually a perpetual dog show there because every time I walk by, there's a multitude of dogs across the (laughs) The issue is they're not usually the same breed. (laughs) But you're not getting like, it's not the mixed mutt dog show it's like a bichon frise or something oh like no that. it's yeah, yeah. when i got through there it's it's the mutt march man it's uh there's not much to it it's a big old meatball and the little goofball right. and it's just that that's it tony i could listen to you talk about i know me too. We could be here for another I, I, hour oh my God. honestly well i do appreciate you uh giving me this opportunity to talk about it and like at any time in the future you want to bring me back for any reason uh, I'd be more than receptive. I, I'm guessing you still got like a brain full of stuff that we haven't even started on. And if we just like. <laughs> well, hopefully next time we can actually talk some details and some projects that we're really going to be yeah. underway with. Well, yeah, we, we just ask you to, we'll just, we'll just reach out and, and ask you about like specific ones we can talk about. So that'll be on the commercial podcast, the side dish adjacent. <laughs> okay. <one>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I appreciate you. your time all. Appreciate you. Thank very you so much. much so thanks for joining okay. us. Okay. You have a all good right. one. Take care. Bye. All right. That was Tony Chacon over at the city of Longmont. And I love how Annie and Brady, just like you all were just, it was so cool to watch you both. You're just like oh, eating just, this up. I'm just, just I'm so nerdy for development plans. <laughs> yeah, I know. I really so am. I'm just like, city planning then, is like then, so fascinating. it's like you Brady and traffic and Phil, when we have Phil on, you know, like it's, <laughs> oh, it's just like, I, I think you could have your own show about traffic in Longmont. I, I could. <laughs> really <laughs> the other day we were talking, we were in the car, and my parents are here, and somebody said something about with the lights, and they're like, why don't you, something, something, it's like, oh, I'd have to ask Phil, and they're like, who's Phil? It's like, oh, I know the guy who talks about, like, reprogramming uh, traffic lights, <laughs> and it's just like, it, I don't know. We're like tight. That, yeah, that kind of yeah. thing just makes me so happy, just like, <laughs> like all of the, the theory crafting around development, and um, like, where you put lights, and when you have them, and then when oh, you yeah. have a protected lane, yeah. and like I think that that like it's such a it's so layered. Like it it seems like oh well this light should be that 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 and then you can go well we did a traffic study if we do that we're gonna have lines that go up right. you know four blocks the wrong direction and so what we want is to actually make the timing bad so that people go oh I'm not gonna use that light so that that doesn't happen and it's like wow okay so it's like beyond even what. You know, it's like three levels ahead of what I'm thinking. It's like, well, if they just did this, they're like, no, 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 no. Come on, dummy. Come on. I think Come on. we could. I think with Tony, we could just talk about like just the amazing amount of apartments. We could just talk about apartments yeah, all so day crazy. long. Yeah, I would like and, to see. Uh, I mean, there, we had um, blah, 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 I can't remember who was talking about. We had discussion about ownership and wealth building and stuff on the. And I'd love to see more condos in that style, like high density ownership too. Like I, I really would. But I'm not, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not in development. I'll listen to it all day, but but I sure appreciate him even explaining that small thing. Like, well, they want to do condos because that's yep. my understanding about that developer. He's intended to do co- condos the whole time. This spot mm-hmm. that's north of um, the cheese importers, but the economics don't work because you'd end up with five hundred thousand dollars in this. So that stinks too because that drives up expenses and like it's not like I mean it's all about the economics at the end of the day. And so if you mm-hmm. can find ways like crafty ways to make it work and that work out for people, it's not like. You know, I think that, yeah, find ways to incentivize it. It just helps to hear that context because you just feel like everyone's yeah. just out to not help us build wealth and do what's best for the Longmont for citizens right. here. But that's not necessarily the case. Yeah, because, I mean, a big complaint amongst, um, like, current generation of people that are entering the housing market is that you're just priced out. Like, everything's yeah. so expensive. You don't go start a home into, you know, what you want and then back to something smaller if you want later in life. It's, nope, I, I might yeah. just rent for the rest of my life. That's too bad. In a different note, along that line, since we're going to have uh, apparently another 1,200 units or whatever built, do you think we'll actually ever hit critical mass to get a little grocery store downtown? <laughs> no. I know. I, I knew you would say that. Like, I was 100% south, sure. I could see like a smaller 
you know, like yeah. a, a mini Lucky's or it's something like market. that. A little market. Yeah. That's Eric. not grocery market. Eric, I miss Lucky's. Uh, I was waiting for it. Waiting for it. I do it like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what do I, I was driving off with my dad. He's like, what, what's going in there? So he's pointing out the store. He's like, oh, that grocery store went out of business and it was Lucky's. And I was like, yeah, Lucky's went out. And since you've seen it, it, it was also Alfalfa's. And then that also went out. So there is a struggle in certain areas to have those markets. But like, if you're going to have that many, you know, and like, and say it's a clientele that can support dog washes. You know, it's a certain type of person. Uh, it, it, you might be able to pay a little bit more for grocery stores because it's like the economics don't work in small spaces. I think that there's issues with volume and that type of thing. Well, and it's just trying to like you have to get like the name brand stuff that people want to buy and you can't get it at a discount like yeah. groceries. And they have such low margin. Today, right? I mean, yeah. It's yeah. So it's like, you if you have a small one. <clears throat> It's they do cost more money. So if you yeah. want to go to that, you want it to be close and yeah, cozy you have to and like deal a nice. Yeah, yeah, you have to you have to pay for it. Yeah. And you know, like it's not it's not always easy, especially if you're paying a fair amount of money for brand new construction on apartments and stuff. So yeah, eh, we'll see. Yeah. But there was also the, the hub spooky thing that just went up on Main Street too. There's a lot of stuff that has been built. Yeah, it's gonna. And what you want for a vibrant downtown is you want density. So you got to get people down there. So if you get yep. people living there. Yep your downtown becomes more vibrant. So that's yeah. cool. Um, I do have a correction from, I want to say a couple of weeks ago for myself. I mentioned that Kenny's Tavern could be an homage to Ken Pratt. Yeah. But and no, in fact, coincidentally, the name, the person who owns East Mood is named Kenny. So <laughs> who knew? Yeah. I hey, certainly Double didn't. meaning. I think yeah, both works. I think odd. you should lean into it. I like it as a name. Like, I think it's kind of funny. Yeah, I think you know? it's I think it's great. Because you can't get away with that on many, you know. It's like I'm not gonna go to Mainies, you know. Like <laughs> that's really terrible. That one, you couldn't come up with anything better. Wow. Coffees and yeah. Kaufman? So I have a I have a question for you both. Oh. Have you ever been mistaken for a celebrity or anybody famous? I'm curious. Mistaken, ever, mistaken, not actually. Maybe no. Met your doppelganger. Has anybody said, hey, you look like blah blah? I that I get told all the time. Okay, so who? Just like, oh, I thought you were somebody else. There's you are oh, the spitting the image, but nobody yeah. famous. Okay. No, nobody famous. I've been told one of the guys, somebody years ago, somebody said I looked like the guy from Dawson's Creek. And I was like, no. Um, but other than that, I don't know who that is, but sure. I don't. Yeah, so one yeah, of the Joshua something. I don't know. I didn't watch the show. And they're like, you look like the guy from Dawson's Creek. And I think it was like they were they were being nice to me. And I was like, because I think he was like a good looking guy. But I don't know who it is. And I'm like. I don't know who that is. It's basically what I said. I'm like, that doesn't mean anything to me. Go, go away. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's about the extent of it. That, and just like, Oh, you remind me of Gary. Like you, our or friend, Gary, know, just, just yeah. Person. Just, just like, there's a <laughs> guy, have Gary. you ever been to Belmont? And it's like, yeah. <laughs> here? it's like, yeah, there's a town in Ohio. There's a guy there. You, you move like him. You look like him. And it's like, I get that all the time. That's it's great. Like, that's really? awesome. This, this, this thing. Yeah. Somebody else is doing this thing because I thought this was just me being. I just, I you know, I, I'm just, I don't know. Annie, no, so I get that. What about you, Annie? Um, you know, I had a haircut for a while where like everybody used to say that I looked like Daryl Hannah, and I had ah. to like look it up at some point because I didn't know who that was. Of course, is a little before my time, but um, she's in the movie Splash, apparently. Some other yeah. things. Oh, uh, I would get that a lot when I had a this one haircut with these bangs or whatever, but um, that's probably when I've gotten the most. Now when you had the German haircut? I could see it. Yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> looking at uh, Daryl That Hannah. was my Lady Gaga haircut. Super no, yeah. Lady Gaga fan days. <laughs> I, can, I can see it. Yeah. yeah. Splash. Yeah. Man, what a weird movie. Splash. What about you, Eric? He's a mermaid. No, no, no one. So No yeah. one. That's no, it. Like, like Eric. Eric Hosenza, the I one and only. I somebody like who in a fantasy football league who said, uh, look like Matt Hasselbeck. Who actually was born in Boulder, Colorado? So it's kind of funny. Oh, Michael, of, Michael uh, Stipe, yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Stipe. <laughs> yeah. It's like literally, I did have I did have an experience where somebody I used to have these little tiny wire rim glasses, little round ones, you know, long time ago. That's sweet. I and so we're that. sitting there, we're sitting there in an elevator, and I'm with two other people. No, it's me, one other person, and this other person who kept looking at me, going, "You remind me of somebody." I said, well, okay, well, I'm never told I look like anybody. And she says, the guy from Seinfeld. And I said, I don't look like, and the guy just started laughing. He goes, he's just not Jerry Seinfeld. He doesn't look anything like him. She goes, that guy, George. Oh, no, that's like, a good one. I was like, I just started laughing so hard. So the guy in the elevator, I'm like, just like, oh, thank you. And she goes, I meant it as a compliment. I'm like, 
I really don't want to look like George Costanza. So, you know, yeah, just, yeah. it's rough. Yeah. I, yeah. I I will say I love Jason Alexander. Like, he, yeah, I think and he think he's phenomenal. He's great. He's a funny guy. Amazing. But I didn't want to look like Jason yeah, Alexander. To, to those no, because no, he's like the butt of like so many jokes. Yeah, no, he's and he plays like, it so well. Yeah. Oh, and it's so sad. He's the only one that never won a Grammy. And he was literally the funniest one. Are you like, serious? Yeah. He always he got nominated, that. but wow. everyone won a Grammy but him. Ridiculous. Yeah, and I, I really yeah. don't know what Eric looks like. He does not look at all like Jason. <laughs> no, oh, no, no, God, no. that was so funny. Yeah. Oh my gosh! No, but all. Jason Alexander too. They they did Alexander, that. That's what it is. Uh, that phone bit, like the famous one, where it's like George is not at home. I can't think of the lyrics. So it's oh, there's so many funny ones. But that, they they good. said because he's he's like an amazing stage actor with a with a great range and can sing his heart out. Oh yeah, he's so they had theater. to re. They're like. Look, man, you got to make this suck. So you need to redo it. <laughs> right, because he's supposed to not be. Yeah, like, and like he takes a lot of stick at being right. this like clunky <laughs> yeah. idiot. And yeah. it's just like, in an actuality, I think he's like a pretty graceful, like, he's a really talented, yeah, 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 yeah dramatic yeah. artist. Yeah. But not in this show. <laughs> no, not at all. So and I don't know, I really look like him. So do you have any, do you have any Longmont buzz? Because I got a couple things. Uh, I do not, other than I wanted to like apologize to Kenny. But yeah, go for it. Oh. <laughs> well, I actually got listener feedback from my own husband from this week <clears throat> regarding the sunflowers. And he was very intrigued by the sun, between, on the diagonal between the things. Yeah, actually, it's funny. Real quickly, Annie, I, yeah. I was driving and I was like, huh, maybe I have to apologize to Annie because I looked at it. It looked like it was a little bit designed. Totally. Totally. Yeah. My husband yeah. was like listening to the podcast on the diagonal. Yeah. So he called me. He's like, listen, this is what I think. And he said, because earlier in the season, he verified when I was talking about like, oh, did they plow it? He's like, they disc disked it, which is a technique where you kind of like, you just, it's sort of like a light plow and you have these like lines running and mm-hmm. maybe they did it <clears throat> for utility per, maybe they're just doing some sort of something, but they did disc it for that whole stretch on both sides. And so as a result, you broke up the ground and the soil and all that vegetation, like all that ground cover. And so it probably was wild, but since all these seeds flew and they landed on ground, that's harder to penetrate, but that disc area can just, it's like a plowed field basically. And so all the sunflowers grew up in that whole groove that was created, whether that groove was created for that or not stands to, uh, I don't know, we can find out, but uh, it probably was wild. And that's why it looks like that. No, it's really cool. It looks very organized. Totally. Um, no, a couple things on Main Street. One, um, I heard about Elite Barbershop, which is between 3rd and 4th on Main Street on the west side. This is also Longmont's <clears throat> oldest business. Uh, I think they've been around for like 150 years or something crazy. It's like forever. And it's been multiple, multiple generations. And the most recent um, – do you know his name, Mark, <coughs> who's recent, most recently running it? I used to get my cut, my haircut by Orv. And, okay, there, uh, yeah, yeah. You know. And so um, Orv is getting up there in age, and there's been like they've been trying to figure out what's going to happen with it. And uh, I heard his son is going to go ahead and take over the business. He's like works in a totally different field, nothing to do with it, but to kind of like save the shop and keep it going is going to take over Elite Barber and keep it going. This is a sim. This is just a true side dish rumor right here. I mean, we're just spreading rumors. Yeah. But we'll have to find out if we can get him on the show and tell the story. Yeah, that's wild. I've got my haircut there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty, I, business. I, I am almost <laughs> like ninety percent positive that he used to work there when I used to get my haircut by Orv. So maybe he yeah maybe to take he went over. Did I don't know. Else yeah, come really back. Cool. So yeah. we'll have to get the story. Kind of cool though. Keep that business going. Keep that. Uh, I will tell you that business just really consumes my line anxiety. So I don't, I don't go out and get my hair cut anymore because I just do my own, but, um, but I have awful line anxiety. I love stanchions. I love organization. I like tickets. Oh yeah. I like buzzers or beepers to tell you that your turn is up at the restaurant, that sort of thing, whatever. I'm not a mosh pit. Like I'm going to sit around the deli and (laughs) hope that somebody sees me. That's why I epically fail at like bars. Uh-huh, it's like uh-huh, I can't uh-huh. get the bartender's chaos attention. Chaos of like going up and whose turn is it? Just pulls out his I, biggest bill and starts waving yeah. it around. I want my haircut. Nor am I tall, nor am I good looking, nor am I wealthy. So there was really, <laughs> you know, like for bars, it's like an uncomfortable position. And so you go into Elite, just for everybody, probably some of the listeners might know of other barbershops that they know of like this. You just walk in and then you hope that they all notice your order. Like they all have it <laughs> oh. in their heads. And then you got to remember, like, I'm behind the guy with the dark hair and 
you know, I'm in front of this other guy. And that just creates a lot of anxiety for me. It's like, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. that's that's tough for you, Eric. I'm sorry. It is. Yeah, I'm working through it. I'm doing shots and injections. Go ahead, Annie. What was your, <laughs> what was your shots, second thing? Mostly shots. <laughs> Well, uh, last week off air, we talked about this story about some vandalism that took place downtown a few weeks ago. Some rocks were thrown through some buildings. And one of those buildings was this um, historic St. Vrain, sorry, St. Stephen's Church. It's Longmont's first, I believe, Episcopal Church. It's Mm -hmm. owned by the St. Vrain Historical Society. And they knocked out 10, I believe, of 12 or 9 of some close to 10 of these beautiful stained glass window panes, like panels. And if you go by St. Stephen's right now, they've got um, boarded up windows, these boards in the shape of these like sort of arched windows. Um, Super bummer. But I wanted to point out that this weekend is Art Walk. And one of the stations that will be set up on the Art Walk is they're going to be doing a project where they're pulling all those boards out and laying them out for people to come and paint like a mural on the boards to put back. Because it's going to be a while before you get through insurance and figure out how to replace these it's gonna it could be a long time and stained glass is tricky and specialized so if you're at art walk be sure to stop by that church and paint if you want some pieces of the murals one of the family friendly stops to kind of give us some love as it comes That's back to very life. very cool nice. what a great note to end to end the podcast yeah as well. yeah i like well, that another positive. instead of Shout out to Butter. Shout out to Traffic. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Shout out to Bud in the in the chopper, keeping an eye on the East West Pipeline. Thanks, Bud. We love you. You both crack me up. I loved just the glow of enthusiasm that's going on today. Oh yeah. Both were just like I, I was just sitting here. I was like drinking coffee, and just kind of hanging out, taking notes. Actually, and then Annie's like, uh, "Oh, what about over here?" And I'm like, "Yeah, but." But what about this place? Like, we can't exactly. leave the area. And you're like, you're just like, every oh possible. And then Boston intersects with this, and it goes around, <laughs> and blah, 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 and it does this. And I'm like going, yeah, so the guy in Sweden who's listening to this right now is going, what the heck? Or the guy in, like, Oh, Yuri, those guys love guy Yuri, city design. Is like, going, what are you talking about? Like, oh, Northern Europe is such, they're so good at city design. They're going to be like, yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. ask about the bike lanes. Exactly. As always, we thank Andy Epler for our music. Find us wherever you find your pod content, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify. And, uh, of course, reach out to us at sidedishalongmont at gmail.com if you have any questions, thoughts, whatever. You want to talk about traffic? Brady's your guy. You want to talk about development? Annie. You want to talk about line anxiety? I'm your guy. So. <laughs> all right. Thank you all. Thanks, buddy. Bye.